Count money, man. Money, Stack man. riches. Trying to told, try told him I'm a beast, bud. What's up, gang? What's up, Welcome gang? to the Grindcast. Simon Arias here. Get, here. Ready. Get ready. It's a new day. New day. What's up, gang? Welcome to another episode of the Grindcast. Get ready. It's a new day. And I got my man, my friend, Dylan Weston in the house. What's up, Dylan? What's up? Welcome to the Grind Factory. We uh, we want to introduce Dylan to uh, all our listeners and, uh, and viewers today. Dylan is not only a friend of mine, uh, but he's overcome extreme adversity in his life. And I think you can benefit from how he's been able to get through some of these things. Uh, background in, in uh, wrestling, been wrestling pretty much his whole life, and uh, did some MMA, uh, absolute beast on the mats. And uh, so, so let's start off, uh, Dylan, with, with giving some folks your background. Where were you raised? Uh, how were you raised? And, and a little bit of background on yourself. Yeah, so I was, uh, I'm from Western Pennsylvania, small town, lower borough, Pennsylvania. I lived there till about fifth grade. Um, my parents were, then weren't really ever together. Um, so up until fifth grade, they, you know, life in Lower Borough was great. So it has a very strong wrestling background. Okay. They're on their 14th Whippeal title. I believe it's 14 straight. So Whippeal, if people are listening out of town, that is just our district. Um, WPIL is our district. So um, very strong wrestling background, very strong football background. My dad, uh, truck driver most of my life, uh, pretty tough guy, big guy. Um, I don't know how I got so short. Well, my mom was short. Um, so... Uh, I would say life was weird because they were never together, but I was kind of used to it. But my dad was a bit of a drinker, truck driver. Something, if he wasn't on the road, he was kind of drinking. So he kind of slept on our couch. Okay. Domestic fights. Okay. So when you say not together, they were living in the same house, but kind of not. Dad was in and out okay. of the house. Right. <laughs> you know, like, Dad, what are you doing here? It's Wednesday. Yeah. He's like, Jack Daniels. Right. You know. Um, and then... Um, Live with live with my mom all my life um, up until uh, I was I was thirteen. We moved to Butler, Pennsylvania. My dad or my mom met a guy, moved to Butler, um, and then continued to wrestle. I've been wrestling now for twenty two years. I just realized the other day it was like twenty two years of wrestling. Um, so you moved with your with your mom to Butler mm-hmm. with her and and uh, the guy that, yeah. that that she was with Bob and and how was how was that with uh, life with Bob? That sounds like a you know a tough transition yeah. right there. You yeah, know, thirteen years old, you know, as a boy, as a man, you know, because yeah. I've been in the similar yeah such a scenario. So not only tough on me, it was tough on my dad because I was his boy. I wrestled, I played baseball and football all up until I was about 14 and then just wrestled the rest of the way. He was a beast of football, played semi-pro, okay? He played semi-pro for four, two or three teams, uh, Ohio Valley, Penn Hills Pythons, a couple of these different teams. Just a tough dude, but very stubborn dude and didn't listen to anybody. He's supposed to, should have went pro in football, just didn't listen to his agent. Um, so... He, uh, it was tough on him as well because I'm moving with another guy instead of moving in with my dad. He loves me. We always had a pretty good relationship. Um, so we, I moved to Butler. My dad follows. Now, he's been my wrestling coach since I was a kid. Um, they're split up. I mean, I guess I got to get into it. Um, they had such a 
bad relationship growing up. It was t- it, it's kind of bringing stuff back. Um, like to the point, so my dad would get me on the weekends and uh, I don't know why, but he would like kind of drop me off and he had such a bitterness t- towards my mom and uh, he'd drop me off and he like she'd walk out, you know, come get, you know, come get me from the car and he'd be like, oh, there she is, that fat pig. And I like that stuff. That's tough. You know, hearing that as a sure. kid, you know what I mean? Torn. I was so torn. Tough. I love my dad because he was my dad. He's right. tough. Love my mom because she was mom. She right. was so good at, man, she was so loud in the stands. And my, my family would like kind of sit away from the other moms. And she was so loud. You, calm down. She was screaming. Um, so I, I was a mama's boy. I love my mom, but <clears throat> good relationship with, okay relationship with my dad. He had some mental, I think, honestly, he had some mental, like, I've never seen a man snap over stuff that's just stuff. small like that, like the way he did, you yeah. know. Uh, but we were, we were close, but he had some issues. Um, so growing up through Butler, School for me, just I didn't. I literally just didn't do it. Like my dad was like, "How'd you fail? Because you still went. I failed because I didn't go." I was, like, <laughs> 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 I was like, he. There wasn't any discipline at home. I was. I probably started drinking. Um, I was like fourteen at my house with my dad. A little later to me and Giovanni. Yeah. Well, that's when he knew about it. <laughs> right. He was buying the cases. You know, we were drinking pretty early. I mean, I thought 14 was pretty early. Damn. Oh, yeah. Youngstown, you know, we're, we're a couple years ahead. Damn. After 13, we, we were full blown. <laughs> Go ahead and use your imagination. Uh, yeah. Full blown. <laughs> Literally. <laughs> Driving and everything. Yeah. Damn. Yeah, I did get my, as soon as I got my permit. I did just go to Pittsburgh that day. But anyway, so growing up with dad, where are we at? We're about 13, 14 now. Okay, right. moved from Lower Borough, wrestled through there. Struggling my, in high school. Not oh grades-wise, not, grades not, not doing The only well. time, I, I was so, like, I would still. Eligible, though? No. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> academically, no. no. I wish. Um, academically ineligible, once in junior high uh, they didn't move me up to the varsity because they said that i was like too much of a liability <laughs> you know i was a good wrestler i was there was a senior i was beating i was beating him up at my weight i didn't know if i'd be able to wrestle right i'd be in it i'd be like uh eligible this week not next week right you know until we got um there was a wrestling coach for a while at butler and then he went to he was the athletic director so i had some pull it was nice yeah solid not good for my grades or my discipline in that that area in school but solid if you want to get on the on the team did you ever wrestle a full season senior year senior year yeah i started to come around nice so actually so we get through junior high ninth grade um i think it was march it was march 10th you know my dad's living in Butler. I live with mom and Bob, the stepdad. Um, so I get a call March 10th. Well, actually, it was March 11th. Woke up in the morning to my stepdad, big guy. Um, he's crying on my bed. And I just knew freshman something. Freshman year? Yeah, this was freshman year. High school? Yeah, this was okay. freshman year high school. Right. Yep. So he is sitting on my, my bed. And I had a weird feeling all night because I didn't go to bed. I, I waited till my mom came home. To go to, you know, almost every night to, to go to bed. 
But this night, I, I particularly stayed up a little bit later, and she didn't come home. It was like I had to go to bed. It was like 2, 2.30 in the morning, so I finally was just like, I got to go to bed. Woke up to him crying on my bed. I've never seen the man cry, you know. So, and I just knew something bad was happening, and he's just, your mom died. Your mom, you know, r rolled over in a car wreck. Uh, I was young, and like I said, I was a mama's boy, and so... It, it shot it shook my world so freshman in high school i mean i can't yeah. even imagine now yeah i'm 36 <laughs> you know what i mean so just just to go through that yeah. and have it delivered you know by bob right uh that's that's a whole nother level of of tough and it was right so up then the what street. happened it was right up the street too it was she rolled over truck caught on fire and it was literally she was almost home okay so then from there Honestly, I wanted to kind of stay at home and live with Bob for a bit. I wanted to because I was scared to live with my dad. Yeah, we. I loved him, but he was. I was wanting to go on the weekends, whatever. But I didn't want to live with him. Yeah, I couldn't take the aggressive, like the the bipolarness. Yeah, consistently. You know right. what I mean? Whatever that. I mean, that's that alone is. You know. Yeah explains why you were struggling Isn't that weird how people in, mirror in, each other in high school you grabbed your water i grabbed my water it's weird. <laughs> i want to be like that you're silly dude i am the hood billy in the house i am silly i got voted most funniest at all four years of high school come on and then we'll get there For those where, of you that we went, went to school with there. dylan i want to let you know he, he's still going guys <laughs> still still rolling yeah uh still funny so so what happened from so, there how, how did you so where you know Move mom dies in the that. car wreck i uh i didn't think i didn't realize how much it affected me i was young i kept kind of i felt like i kept it together but w she had such a good like i listened to her you know like she had more me on a on a tighter rope than probably my dad even though he was dad and he was the man um so from there, it's about a month, month after she passed away, March 11th, um, I move in with my dad. So I move in with my dad. Actually, speaking of when that morning when my mom died, I, my dad cried so hard. It's insane. When, you know, I was talking about their relationship and he was just kind of crude to her. Because yeah. deep down, he loved her so yeah, much. no doubt. He, he right. bawled his eyes out and it changed his life. It changed his relationship with me, how he treated me, who he missed. Like it was just insane. So for all you men out there, if you're if you're trying to fool yourself into thinking some girl you like is mean because she don't like you or whatever, just just roll with it. Be okay with with that. But anyway, so my dad, um, I wanted to put that out there, and he's just bawling. I never seen that. And then for some reason, I was crying, but I was I like I hold it back because I saw all these people crying around me. My my grandmother, um, my mom's mom was just how like you she just lost her baby girl yeah. and my my pap just lost her bit you know his baby girl and as a parent i mean that's got to be yeah. one of the worst things to to mm -hmm. see your child go before you yeah you know what i mean so i'm looking around the couch and everyone's bawling i'm just like i'm just gonna not go i'm not gonna do this i'm gonna stay strong so no one looks at me kind of looks at me and they're like okay we can get through this Dylan's getting through this so i'll never forget that morning on the couch just like you lose your parent and you're just all like oh so moving with dad, wrestling, relationships, kind of still the same with dad. But he, it's better, actually, because he's like, I got to step something up. Uh, the, guys, the kids There's come no to live else. with me now, yeah. you know what I mean? Um, so I live with dad. 
it was uh, a fun time. I, I drank quite a bit. I I didn't honestly I didn't get into drugs too much. I've done a little bit here and there. Was never my thing. I think my dad scared that out of me. It wasn't you know he didn't let me any way. I just didn't really get into it. Um, lived with my dad for you know for a while. High school end of high school comes up and to be honest. So I think I'm gonna graduate and they're like you you you're not gonna graduate. You don't have enough credits. Graduate high school. I don't know if you do you know this. Nah, I didn't graduate high school, and I wouldn't usually wouldn't tell anybody, but whatever, I don't care. Just tell everybody. So, now. Yeah, <laughs> I'm literally Cats telling out the world. <laughs> and my current job, I should probably hide this. Doesn't know it. No jobs knew it. You know, because I just tell them I'm blown. I never graduated. I was such a goofball in school. I thought I was too cool to get credits. Like I was like, they, teachers like me, they're gonna pass me. Yeah. Literally came up to the end. They're like. Oh. You don't have enough credits credit to graduate. I was like, "Why well, I'm not going so back. So safe to say college was out of the question. <laughs> yeah, okay. and I had letters for wrestling. So senior year, I did good, but it was too late. So many credits. I, I had this, I had a girlfriend. Now, for what's, what's good? I, as in, I got through, I was academically eligible. So for me, that was good. <laughs> made it through. Made it, yeah. <laughs> yeah, made it through. Whew. It was tough. So I got through, and um, so obviously there so needed to be So what'd you do after change. high school? I went straight. I went. I, I went. The school that um, I was. I didn't graduate. The next year, like that next wrestling season, I was a wrestling coach. Okay. <laughs> Remember the athletic director liked you. Liked me. Yeah. You know, and I was good at like coaching and good at like. Yeah. Uh, even though it was right after high school, I saved up money from there, and I was like, well, I was voted most. I was like, what would I want to do as work? And I was like. <clears throat> Well, I don't really like anything but wrestling and making people laugh. So I was like, I'm going to be a stand-up comedian. <laughs> so I was a stand-up. So I started going down to Pittsburgh and doing these open mics. Me and my buddy would talk about it in wow. high school. So um, we go down and, you know, I went to these open mics. And then he moved to New York City, went to college right after high school. I was like, cool, same man. I'll be here in Butler trying to figure something out. He started doing the open mics. And then um, uh, around New York City, I went and visited him, did one or two, actually got a manager, <clears throat> someone he knew. So you were doing stand-up comedy in New York City? Yeah. Okay. Um, then I moved out about six months, a year after high school. Uh, after this girl cheated on me that I liked, and I said, I'm out. Um <laughs> uh, and I was really running a bunch. So this whole time I was running from something. You know, I was running from a bunch of stuff at right, home. Right. Um, Dad was like, okay, go ahead. You know, I don't know what you're doing. He wanted me to obviously be on the railroad or something. He didn't understand sales. He didn't he just pick up a shovel. That was, you know. So I move out there um, to New York City and I'm doing stand-up comedy. And I'm, I'm just on stage and it was fun. I was having fun. Um, but I didn't know what I was doing, you know, I didn't really write too many jokes. I would just get up there and freestyle. I made people laugh. Like it was good. And, uh, but then I, I had this, um, I had this urge to just come back in the town. I just didn't like the city life like that. Um, I don't know if you can tell I have a mullet. So I'm yes. a hood Billy. Yeah. Hood Billy. Yeah. That's the nickname. <laughs> hood yeah. Billy. Um, I came back to Butler and I, uh, I just, I was like, I, I want to wrestle again. 
So I was doing this comedy open mic on Mondays. I started one in Pittsburgh when I moved back. And then um, <clears throat> I wanted to wrestle, so I moved back to uh, I would do this comedy open mic. And then I would start I started sparring on Mondays right before the open mic. I started drifting away from the con. I was like, I don't really like this stuff. You know, I didn't really want to do it. I felt wrestling pulled me back in. Always been a part of my life since I was five years old. And then so I started fighting again or wrestling again, which led me into it's like after high school as wrestling, it's like either you got to go to college. It's not really a pro level. You kind of have to just make it to the Olympics. So then there's not really much of a path. There's right, not a pro to path. continue on the wrestling. Yeah. So yeah. MMA is kind of the path to go from there. And then so from that, um, I started wrestling. So I started doing a couple grappling tournaments. I think I, uh, I won, I've won them all that I've been in except one. I got DQ'd. That match was great. It was 20 minutes long. And uh, I got DQ'd because I, I slammed the guy. But I really didn't. But anyway, so I did well because Isaac, my trainer, is really good at, you know, he's kind of coaxing you into getting a fight. Right? So I did the grappling matches first. Won them all. Yeah. I won, I won all my tournaments except one. Um, and I got DQ'd. And it was a great match. It was 20 minutes. I, I was up against this dude from Abu Dhabi. I don't know why he came the whole way over to here, but uh, he did. Um, <clears throat> and then uh, so I got my first fight, MMA fight, and I won. That's when I was like, I'm done with comedy. And I just, I literally went full tilt. Full tilt. Yeah. Like, I never went into something so hard, but so I kind of skipped the thing that was really important. Um, so, I get like, so I, um, I had these two girls. I, well, I had a, two relationships, one when I was younger, but it was of six years, and it was during when my mom died. And um, the breakup was really hard for me. I kind of felt like I lost another mom in a way. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. um, so, that 11th grade, I was, it was tough because. I, she really was like a big part of my world. And then I lost her. She kind of broke up with me because she realized this kid was a bum. <laughs> I needed that. <laughs> She's like, she literally was like, this kid's a bum and this guy's got a nice truck. So I need to date him. <laughs> and I was like, well, F him. I'll fight him. That's all I had. That's all I had. It's like, I'm not going to get another truck. I'm not going to get a truck and have a job. I'll fight him. <laughs> That's all I thought I could do. I'm not going to lie. Half my school was just scared of me. I was like, I'll fight you all. Then make you laugh. You know, and then um, we broke up. I got through that, and then after like high school, I was in another relationship, and then I, she cheated on me. So I had a rough time with these like relationships, and uh, it really affected me. But it really started to affect my insecurity, and kind of these kind of mummy issues started to develop. Um, that's kind of why I moved to New York City. I was trying to run away from all these issues. I really didn't like myself. I felt like a, a piece of start. crap. I mean, I didn't graduate. I senior year I started to grow up, but it was too late. You know, I I just never felt like a piece of crap like that in my life. It just I needed to grow up, and so I was trying to run away. Now in hindsight, I'm looking back at this stuff now, but then I was just like, I'll just start a new life, and it just doesn't work. Your problems go with you. Yeah, your your issues go with you yeah. unless you don't take care of them. No doubt, and they all went with me. You know, and I, I had such bad. I never had anxiety. I had such bad anxiety out in New York City. Absolutely. Hell yeah, 19 years yeah, old. Yeah, 19 years old. Took me a long time to get used to New York City. Yeah. You know what I mean? All yeah. the people, all the crowds, yeah. and, you know, just traffic yeah. and yeah. horns blowing. and Right. You know. And I'm from Butler. Yeah. So it's, it's Major country, change. You know. Major change. So, and, 
I, it was just, uh, it was tough. And so I needed to come back and then something was pulling me back. Um, and then I, I was, I continued to have these issues. I had, um, with this, I had like, it was a mental thing. I didn't even like this girl, but I had such an issue that she left and cheated on me. Like it was a fight. Like I lost, Yeah, you know what I mean? Right. And I, I, over time was like, I wanted her back. But I didn't really, I think I didn't even really like, I just right. wanted, I felt like I lost. I wanted to right. win. You right. know, I want to right the wrong or something right. like that. I would sometimes get drunk and I'd just go walking down the street. I, one time I walked down the street, sorry, girl, I'm not going to mention her name, but that I did this, but she knows and we're okay now. But this is kind of my story. Um, walking down the street, South side Pittsburgh, that's kind of where you party. Um, I knew her window was right here, her, her apartment. I just punched out a window and went and ran. I couldn't believe, I was in such a dark place, man. I was trying to get out. It was one of the darkest, like, <clears throat> so I finally was like, I tried everything to, that I know to do to, um, to, to, to try to make myself better. You know, I, I didn't have super, I didn't have guidance as a leader, like my dad. He would just kind of like, what get a job. did your dad pass? Um, so we're getting it. So the, my dad passed. Um, we're not there yet. All right. So. Threw it out there. <laughs> um, so, all right, where do you, you want to go? Dad passed. So, how old was First, talk, talk about my relationship with the Lord, how it started. Okay. Is that okay? Before. Yeah. yeah it's it started with sure, before. It's your show, brother. Yeah. Okay. I figured. <laughs> so, I, um, anyway, went through some adversity. Um, I knew something was pulling me back to Butler. I started meeting up with a pastor. I was like, I, I finally kind of threw it. I was like, okay, Christians, it seems like they got something in them that they're they have joy in their lives i didn't know, i was an atheist my mom died i was like no g like if there's a god out there and he says he's good he's obviously wrong my mom died in a, in a car wreck she just rolled over she's died right. so that that's kind of that happened right right so i started meeting with this pastor starts meeting with me once twice a week i started like okay the bible you say the bible's right just implementing verses i got a verse on jealousy i'm very self-aware so i'll be like I realized I was jealous about something, some guy, because he had the girl and I couldn't, you know, whatever. Started looking at them. They started working. I started implementing into my life, you know, what these verses were saying about um, who God thinks you are, who God knows you are, who he's made you to be. And then, uh, so I actually, I get saved. I start fighting, okay? And then um, my dad, so I fight, I have four fights. My dad's loving it. After you get saved. Yeah, after I get saved. Right. I'm loving this fighting. I'm, um, I'm coaching wrestling. I'm doing private lessons. Life's pretty good. I, I, I had four fights. I won all four. Um, I'm, I'm enjoying the fight. I didn't know where I was going to take it, but I, I felt like I was on a good, good path, you know? And uh, my dad, my next work was kind of my dad is like, you know, we, we had where we were, and I wanted him to I get saved, but I can't do it for him. Um, so I grew up an atheist. I become, I won um, my dad, rough time with dad. And now though he, like he out of nowhere recently about two and a half, it's been about two and a half, right? It'll be about three years ago. He gets diagnosed with stage four brain cancer. So my dad gets brain cancer. Um, I remember when, so how this happened. So my dad is on the porch. He's got a headache and he's just like rocking back and forth. And I'm like, we didn't we finally took him to the we took him to the hospital they find a mass on his head the doctor says we don't know exactly what it is right now until we take a biopsy but we believe it's glioplastoma and i look and i'm like there's no way this is 
glioblastoma, uh, or it's this can't be the bad one. I look, I Google glioplast glioblastoma, five percent survival rate. Pretty much no no one survives, and you die within a year and a half. And I was like, I wanted to fight for him. No way. A year and a half later, my dad comes to glioblastoma. He dies from glioblastoma. But in that, in all of that, in that whole thing there, one of the biggest things for me that happened is um, so my dad's realizing he's going to have to come to the end of his life. And you start realizing that, that life comes to an end. And um, he started going to church at first. So what they did, they took the, the, the tumor out of his brain. And then he was pretty good at, for six months. He was good. And then um, six months, he's good. And then it starts to grow back. But in that six months, he starts going to church with me. Finally, I asked him for four years, once a month. I told myself, I'd ask him at least once a month. I know he said no. Sometimes, most times, it was more than once a month. I told, told myself, at least once a month, I'm going to ask him. He says, no, that's fine. But I'm going to continue to show him how I'm growing. Okay? And then maybe he'll see that. You know, he'll see the fruit. You know, because I believe, you know, Jesus comes in, Holy Spirit comes into your body, okay, and you become a changed person, okay? But not Amen. on your, Amen. not on your own will and on your own account, but um, he changes you from the inside out, right? So I knew God was doing a work inside of me. So I just let that continue and I said, I'll keep inviting my dad to church. Eventually he gets diagnosed with stage four cancer. A couple months later he goes. And, and then... He's going, and he comes, he's starting to ask me, you, you go, we going to church on Sunday? I'm, my life is lighting up, you know what I mean? It's one of the biggest joys of my life. And my, I remind you, my dad's got stage four, he's dying, but he wants to go. And I, I'm so happy, he's going, and I, you know, I'm, I'll never forget this, I'm sitting there, and he, I'll be honest, sometimes you go, and you're like, you've maybe heard the story or whatever, and I looked over, and my dad, his eyes were glued, listening to the word. I was like, that's it. I'm good. I'm so happy. Like it was so great. And uh, so my dad was focused in, I believe my dad was saved before he left this earth. And um, all the crap that I've been through, everything I've been through with my dad, you know, I forgave him for all that, but we've had some great times. We really connected through this cancer. You know what I mean? He, he was coming to the end of his life. He was going somewhere, you know? And I wanted to, I want really, I can't save anybody. I really wanted to see him in heaven one day, but that's when things, that's when shit matters. You know, that, that's what matter. you know, yep. you know what I mean? Yep. No this doubt. stuff's fleeting. Like no my, doubt. it's all fleeting. No doubt. But, uh, so that's how I came to the Lord. I came to the Lord and I, I brought my, I feel like I brought my dad to Christ. Christ orchestrates that. Um, so now where I'm at and that's kind of my story in a, and I told you I can talk about it for 25 minutes. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, that's deep, man. The, the, so at, at what point did you, you know, feel like it, uh, you can't ever really get over those things. Yeah. You just find a way to, to move forward. Right. You know, and I, I think to the strength that you've had and that you've shown to just not collapse. I yeah. mean, at a, at a young age, you know, you have both parents passed, went through a bunch of, Yep. stuff you know as a kid and don't collapse yeah. don't break you know what i mean people people fold uh for less you know what i mean yeah and, and you know people talk about going through adversity i've went through a ton of adversity but i can't even imagine 
that type of, of, of yeah. adversity and still being able to uh, consistently try to help others with their relationship with God, mm -hmm. you know, consistently putting a smile on other people's face. Right. You know, you ain't walking around moping all the, you know, all, no. all the time. What things, if there's someone listening out there that lost a parent young or, mm -hmm. you know, is going through this yep. type of stuff right now, mm -hmm. what advice would you give that kid or that person that's kind of in that zone, right. you know, at this point to, to move on? Point blank, I couldn't do without Jesus in my life. And I, I was an atheist. My, my mom died. I, I grew up pushing away God. But point blank, without realizing God's sovereignty, who he is, okay? So I believe, <clears throat> you know, we're, the story is so amazing of Jesus. He comes down as a human in our form and dies for us. So when people go, you know, there's all this, there's sickness going around, there's, there's corona, whatever. There's sickness going around, things like that. We weren't promised a good life. An, well, not a good life, an easy life all here on earth. There's sin here. We're not promised. that. This is what I stick to. I'm like, we're not promised anything easy here. So if you walk around moping, someone, first of all, someone has it worse. I always think of, I don't know why, I hope this isn't rude, but I think of people in Africa and how bad they have. What it. a good perspective like and mindset. Every day Same of my life, dog. when I start whining or, or just feel something, I, I don't know what it is. I think of people like, like not being able to turn the lights on or still having like dirt floors. There's not a day I don't think about that. So perspective is huge. And then to me, that's like, we're not promised to be here and have like, oh, like, I know like all oh, the electric bills like do and you don't have the money, but bro, you're not promised electric. I think of like, this is a, I'm not like, I'm glad I was able to turn on the lights, but God brought me to here. Um, I'll figure out a way to get this money, but it's fleeting to me. It's like, it'll, I'll get this money and I don't worry. I try not to worry about that. Um, I think getting through my, both my parents dying before I was 25, it makes a lot of things like, not as important. Not as important. Like little, especially here in U.S. Like we we're very blessed, very blessed. Fortunate. And it's like things that like things just don't drive me like the whining makes me like it gets me annoyed. But like <clears throat> Jesus came down, died, died for me. I didn't die for anybody, and so like he sacrificed his life for me. So it wasn't easy for him either. Do you know what I mean? Like, right. like it wasn't, he wasn't raised up and you know, he was killed. And so like, even he came here and this world well, how did, killed How him. did you even go? You know, I, I, you talked about, yeah. you know, when you lost your mom yeah, thinking, you know, you were an atheist. Yeah. So how do you, how, how did you open the door of your heart and the door of your mind yeah. to go from that transition yeah. of, okay, not a believer, but I'm open to walking down this path a little bit. And then you see it, it, it just caught fire, yeah. you know, from there. How would somebody make that transition or how did you make that transition? Um, because in, in, in the friends that I, in, in the folks that I've come in contact with that ha that struggle with mm -hmm. their faith, man, more than half of them lost a parent early. Yeah. You know what I mean? And that yeah. becomes the, 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 the block mm -hmm. of what they, you know, believe. So how did you get, through that and, and how would yep. you suggest somebody else move in that direction? So you've tried, you, you try everything. I've tried a bunch. I tried, so, you know, going to the gym a lot, uh, self-help books, uh, this, you know, different types of maybe meditation or um, 
buying some a new something, you know, getting a new hairdo, trying to change my look. I tried all these things, and they did it. They made me a little bit of happy for like an hour, and then they seemed like they'd be gone. And it'd just be like right back to like, I still had this feeling of just, I have no, no joy. I'm so sad. My mom's gone. My dad's gone. Like, you know, or just like, I tried all these self-help things to make you feel better, you know, diet, you know, and not saying these things are bad. I'm just saying I, I tried them all and I thought I looked at them as my hope. Like maybe this is the thing, you know, or maybe like comedy is the thing that still get me out of my troubles, you know? I tried it all and it just didn't, it didn't happen. So that's when I sat down with a pastor and I finally reached out to somebody. And I said, okay, I hear that God is great. And all, you know, you see it on social media. I'm like, what's this all about? I'm open. I'm open to it finally. And for so, such a long time, I wasn't open to it. Yeah. And I finally became open to it. And then I, I just. But you don't go from open to extreme faith. No. It's kind of like, uh, I'm going to no. kind of. Walk yeah. in a little bit slow yeah. and, yeah. and and, and yeah. see what happens, and so then so, that transition happens. Yeah. How did how did that? So I just go next on, piece go. So I just go on like Sunday evenings. There was just like a church group. It was just for kids. Um, I would just go Sunday evenings. I was kind of sit in the back and I would kind of help mentor them, but not really. Like I could sit in the back because the guy I would meet with, the pastor friend, he was the um, youth pastor. So I would go to only like his services. I'll read a little bit of the Bible, start to understand it, whatever. But got into like apologetics, you know, what, what is the meaning of life, why we're here, like all, like really kind of heady stuff, like deep stuff. But I really want to know truth. I want to know why I'm here, what's the meaning of life, um, things like that. If, if Christian is, tr Christianity is real. So doubt, my doubts kind of led me to keep searching. Like, and then I'd find the answer within Christianity and following Christ, and then it made it stronger. And then I, I had questions, and I would ask him, and then I'd feel like I'd get answers, and then I, I had more questions, you know, of so many questions, and they, I kept finding the answer. And then that snowballs, okay? And you start to, you know, that fire starts to grow, just like with anything else, because you've, first of all, it's the Holy Spirit, come, Spirit comes into you, and then you're, I, now you're reading the Bible a little, a little bit more. You're starting to understand the story. You're just kind of starting to like, holy crap, this is why I've been like this this whole my, like my whole life. And your life starts to kind of like the lens starts to clear up and unfog. It's game changer. It's an absolute game, game changer. changer, man. Like the you just you get unfoggy. You start to forgive people that you've had, um, you know. Um, What's the word I'm looking for? Issues with. Issues with. I don't know why I didn't ha couldn't find that word. Yeah. You start to forgive people. You realize there's a big weight lifted off your shoulder. No doubt. You start to lose the, the thing that you need to um, be a certain way. You, it's a huge just, first step. Yeah. You know, I think for people is, is when they start to forgive whatever happened in mm -hmm. their past, be it a yeah. ex-girlfriend, a parent, or, you know, somebody yeah. that wronged them or, you right. know, whatever it is, when you, right. when you start to be able to forgive, it really does lift a weight Absolutely. off of you and starts to make you become a better version Absolutely. of yourself, which is, which is not easy to do. Cause when you're sitting around being bitter towards someone, it's only affecting you. you. They're just it living. It weighs on you. Yeah. yeah. It doesn't no hurt. Doubt. You know? So when you like being able to forget those two girls, for breaking my heart, whatever. But that really affected me. But, but putting that in the past, you know what I mean? I have a lovely girlfriend now. She's great. Um, but that was huge. 
being able to forgive my dad for calling my mom a you know, fat pig. You know, and it, he knew he did that stuff. He grew from it. But being able to forgive him and realize this world, we're, not, we're, we're born into sin. I believe that. We're born into a world that's not perfect. That's why Christ was killed. No doubt. So my dad was not born into a world that was perfect. And that's why he had issues with it. You know, I, we always have our own issues. But I didn't know this stuff. Like as a young kid, right? You know what I mean. Right. And you dive into to scripture, and you imagine dive the amount of people that you can help now. Yeah. Over the course of your life, yeah. by all the things that went wrong with you, right? You know what I mean? Yeah. Because you're, you're young. You yeah. know what I mean. So to still be able to mentor others and help others, you know, because it, it there comes a point in life where it's like people don't really connect with people that can't walk in their shoes right. and, and it's very hard for them to relate to right. someone that has never walked in their shoes and being that you've went through those struggles mm. and, and been able to persevere mm. i think you're going to be able to connect with yeah. and help so many people in this in this life and in this world so yeah. why don't you tell them how how we met and what our relationship yeah. is right now absolutely so how we met is i walked through the door well first um i walked through i knew greg you know, a little bit because I was uh, doing the MMA. He's a boxer. I knew Greg. Uh, I was actually almost going into another life insurance company, New York Life. I saw the mat room, remember? And I was like, well, easy. I'm not going there. And I literally almost signed like a deal with them. And I just came over here. Um, I think that that's this was, room. It was this room. That we turned into the yeah the podcast and, and video yeah. movement was the, yeah. was the matted room. Yeah, with yeah. Russin. Yep. You know? yep. Russin was here a couple times. And then... Um, so we started rolling together. I was uh, in the deal in your business here. Um, the business wasn't for me after I realized after a while, but I don't think any business was. You know, I, I, I was, you, you know, I was trying to still find myself in the, um, the professional world. But what was so cool about you is um, even after I was like, hey, Simon, this isn't for me. You were like, well, you still training next week? It was so cool. I thought you were going to be bitter towards me. And uh, I was so ecstatic. So that was about a year and a half ago now, two years. And we've been steady. And we've been friends. Consistently training. Consistently once a week at least. Um, it used to be twice, but we're, I'm, I'm working a lot more, more now too. So um, consistently every, you know, training. It's been, it's been great. So that's how we met. We met um one i believe just like spiritually we connected you know we're both christians um and then two obviously uh just wrestling grappling jujitsu you know mma in general boxing you do it all um and then i've been mentored by you big time uh in my life you know um <clears throat> you want me to speak on that yeah uh, i've been it's your talking show. you know it's your show brother <laughs> <laughs> brother i just love that mullet i mean the mullet looks so good with the headphones yeah. on right now i mean you just got it what do they call that the professional in the front party in the back that's or something? right that's is that right. what they, is uh, something in yeah. the front party yeah. in the back but yeah definitely got a party in the back bro yeah, it works for you wouldn't work for me yeah it looks good on you <laughs> uh how many likes to get simon to get a <laughs> get, get a mullet how many likes we would need a million. a million yeah let's get a million, a million likes, I'm, a mil hey a mullet a million <laughs> Two million, two mullets. No. <laughs> Yo, get a perm already gone. <laughs> yeah, perm gone. Oh my god! You know, uh, Evan, Evan or uh, Brody? I want to get him a mullet. I think so, we're past. I think that ship has sailed. Oh yeah, he Brody. can't. He can't get one. It's impossible. I think. Sorry, Brody. <laughs> I didn't know. <laughs> Sorry. Um. 
So where are we at? Oh, mentoring you and our relationship. Um, biggest thing, for, you know, I think I was talking about this the other day. Um, it was about um, show and prove. I was talking about, I just did the thing you do. Show and prove. You do the chicken knot. The head knot. Yeah. And yeah. I do that. I, <laughs> mirroring people, man. Um, <clears throat> you, I've learned a lot by your words. But more than anything, your actions have just met up with us. You know, I, I, when I first got here, I was a little iffy because I always had, this was my own issue. I always had issues for some reason. I was jealous of wealthy people and you have I had the same issue. Yeah. You know, Growing up. and, uh, I, for some reason, I don't know if I thought it was just given to them or whatever. Now I realize it's through hard work and I have a completely different view on money. Uh, I think it can be used for good, but I just thought like people were pretentious and you changed that. So that was huge. Um, but everything that you talk about adds up to your actions. And so I see that and um, it, it makes me, makes it want to add up for me. But then it's just like if he can continue on just the way you, you manage your time is really ne like neat to me. Like I always thought that you, sometimes people work so much that they don't get times with their wives and their families. You know what I mean? You don't like you make sure you're just more your morning guy. It's every night you're with your family. Evening, like not even night, like four or five o'clock, you're back with your family. You grind it all day, but that's also part of your grind, you know, and then you fit that in. And I always thought, like, I just, you show, you, you just, the way you can manage things, I'm sure it's taken time and you're still learning, but like the way you have been able to manage has taught me a lot. Like I can still work hard and still be a good, you know, boyfriend to my girl, um, and train and train stay in shape and stay in all shape and you can do it all and like so you've been a great example of that and how um you've been through adversity too and you can still you know quote unquote make it i don't never make it that's not a real thing but you know what i'm you guys understand what i'm saying um so you've been an example for that like you can come out of a place where you don't really you don't graduate and you can you know continue to there is hope like you can Keep going. You just can to reverse tell you, this. man, that the our company's last CEO, he yes. just he retired two two or three years ago. Our company's last CEO, my man Roger Smith, okay. uh, who was with the company for damn near forty years. Um, I think he's in the process of writing a book from GED to CEO. He never graduated either, mm -hmm. you know. So there's so much that a person can do. You know, I, I did graduate from college, but I, I think that sometimes we're fed this this fictitious you know thing that if you don't go to college after or you don't do these yeah. things yeah. then you'll never be successful but w what i can tell you is that in my in my world uh i would say probably more than half of of the people that financially yeah. are, are wealthy um never graduated college and, and barely graduated high school doesn't yeah. mean that i'm gonna i'm gonna you know push i don't know my kids to not i don't have a case yeah, for that guys no, just I do don't know graduate you know that's not that's not the road but what just, i'm saying is it's not over with for yeah, you you're not out if, of the game if if something didn't go well you know for you up and even at this point as a young person in in in, in your life you know it's like man you got so much left yeah. to, to go and you had so much go on at a young age that kind of made you grow up fast in one yeah. area, but kind of stunted some growth in some other 100%. areas that when those things start to, to pick up, 
I think we're going to see the very best Dylan Weston that that yeah. this world has ever and seen because you got some starting. gifts, bro. You're funny as shit. Yeah, you know you're you're average looking. Sometimes yeah. like today, yeah. you put it together, bro. You about yeah. a seven or eight. You know yeah. what I mean? Better yeah. than me. You got a couple inches on me. You know yeah. what I mean? Yeah. But you know, waist I, I, and height. I think the 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 assets that you have in yourself to build on mental t oh, asset. Yeah, tank ass. That's <laughs> tank my other ass. nickname for you. <laughs> Uh, tank ass. Yep. So, you know, you have all these things that, that you can personally build on now mm -hmm. and, and you can make it through adversity. You can make it through obstacles. You know what I mean? You're funny. Yeah. People like you. You're, yeah. you know, you can work hard. You got discipline. You know, there's all these things that we start to point these in the right direction, which I think you're seeing right now happen yeah. uh, with your current employment situation that I, that I think the best is uh, the best is yet to come. I think my favorite part of, uh, of us training and and I could say I've I've become a better grappler uh, because of you. You know uh, our our training. You know when we train, it's hard. You know we're going at it. Yeah. You know it's like people, we're scrapping. We come downstairs. You know people are like, yeah. what the hell's going on yeah. up there? Boom. You yeah. know what I mean? Hit, yeah. I mean we we've just you know you've helped me with my wrestling majorly, and uh, but I think my favorite part of the game is at the end. You know when we're done. Yeah. And we and we what do we do when we're done? So we, every time uh, we hold hands and either one of us throw up a prayer. He goes, let's, all right, let's throw up a prayer. Yes, sir. And uh, we pray together. After every, after every training session, we, we pray together. Yep. And we thank the Lord for the simple things, the air in our lungs and just whatever we're feeling for that day. We, we thank the Lord. Amen. Yeah. Well, thanks for, thanks for joining us uh, today on, on the Grindcast. Um, I know you're probably going to impact some people out there that no one else would have been able to yeah. to connect to. Uh, so I appreciate your story. I appreciate you being open and, and sharing uh, your life with us, man. And uh, I love you, brother. Keep keep up love the good you, work. Appreciate you. Yeah. Thanks for joining us on another episode of yes. the Grindcast. Get ready. It's a new day. Count money, man. Money, Stack man. riches. Trying to told him I'm a beast, bud. Money.